JJ's tweeting over the past few days has actually driven most of the the pledges over the weekend. Yeah, I think so. We're not we're not boosting uh, anything on Kickstarter or on Facebook anymore, are we? No, we still are. We still have our. Uh, I have two ads oh. running at whatever five bucks a day. Well, let's let's you know let's get into this in the call, but you know, don't let the math fool you. We. From the moment we hit day five, this campaign consistently raises about twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars organically per day. What boosted us over the top is we sold two big rewards. I don't think it's an accident those happened on Friday. I think it's possible the paycheck effect had kicked in, you know. It was, you know, someone discovered in the first couple of days, saw that reward. So you know, man, if that's there when I get paid in two weeks, I'll pull the trick, you know. But that was, you know, nearly $12,000 that got pledged in between two rewards, you know? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the word organic because well, we are paying for Facebook ads. Not organic, but, but our, our standard strategy is doing that. Yeah. 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 You're right. Not, not the word organic, but our, our, the Twitter stuff is basically organic, but yeah. what's interesting is when you look at the dashboard, um, you know, it's only twelve hundred bucks from Twitter. It's not a lot, and 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 I wonder why that is. I wonder, you know, I mean, for all the retweets and all the stuff that's happening, you know, is is the um is the URL that JJ and Greg that they're using is that you know perhaps the Facebook you know, shortened URL and not the Twitter shortened one or something else. Because it sure looks like we're not getting any, hardly any backers from from Twitter. And the only real, you know, that's what it looks like to me. <clears throat> I mean, 1200 bucks from Twitter? How many backers? Yes. Uh, uh, I, 20, I mean, I, I lean towards that it's, I just don't know how much value there is in Twitter. I just don't, you yeah. know. Uh, on this I'm, campaign, you know, I think in general, I think it's in general. I think it's just in general. It's a platform that is is beating beat up publicly. You know, it's something that I go to every day, and I don't even, I'm not interacting with Twitter right now, at all. Yeah, like I just go to it, I swipe down a little bit, and I never click on anything. Like I just, all right, next. But, you know, I, I do think it's a dying platform, but yeah, you know, I'm I'm back to. Uh, I'm probably the the biggest thing I think I keep engaging right now is Facebook video. And you guys saw the water pitchers in my fridge that came from a Facebook video, right? Like I have all these infused water things that came, you know, uh, I, I'm making a, uh, ice cream cake thing all coming from these short, like 30 minute, almost stop animated animation videos, you know, that are embedded into Facebook with probably a little bit of boosting on it. That's what I'm interacting with, you know. Um, and I'm what I what I want to see. What I'd like to see is the trailer embedded as a Facebook video, or not embedded as a video, you know, uploaded as a Facebook video. Um, the, you know, we used the Scott one. The Scott one had, I think, over three thousand views. Um, you know, pretty good for a video that was out what eight days ago? Was it eight days ago? You know, something like that. I mean, you remember months ago I shared a. Uh, um, it was those uh, 
self-rolling dice that had a mm-hmm. little animated GIF that, I mean, that they got a ton of backers from that animated GIF. And, uh, and that's when I asked Scott to do an animated, an animated GIF of, uh, the little boy, howdy, boy, howdy uh, yeah. snippet at the end. And we shared that a little bit, but we didn't really continue with that strategy. It's, there's not much you can do. Um, I mean, you could put captioned video. I mean, if you had a compelling quote from, you know, House well, or somebody, you well, know, you could. I, I think you can also be doing the, you know, like some sort of, you know, trailer with the, like an image of now funding on Kickstarter coming to the top where it's like, you know, you know, something that's encouraging you to click. Um, you know, and, and the other thing too, is I think in general though, what's, with a little bit of good text and just seeing that video of people's mouths talking. Cause again, when you're going through the news feeds, the video isn't playing, right? So you're just seeing the, you know, yeah. that, you know, I mean, I clicked on a Donald Trump one earlier today about, I, I got my actual, you know, RNC update from this weekend, right? Like I, 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 you know, I saw enough. I was like, all right, let me click on one. So what I guess I'm just standing back and going, I am not engaging in Twitter, Instagram. I am still liking a few photos here and there, I, you know, for real liking them. Snapchat, they just did a whole bunch of big changes that threw me. I thought I got Snapchat, and they just threw everything off with memories. So I'm off of that one for a second, and it's back to Facebook. So I, you know, I, I'm shocked too. The amount of retweets has actually been through the roof. I feel like um, I just I don't see any value in something coming from Bootsy Collins or whatever. I just I personally just don't see it. You know. Well, I think I think I wonder if it's a difference in the platform, you know, because roll back three years and Twitter was what made her it was a make or break for Wrecking Crew. You know, it was it was amazing what Twitter was doing for that campaign. And, you know, I think from a percentage standpoint, we're looking at the numbers. Facebook is roughly around 40 percent of our pledges where I think, you know, in the ballpark of 40% is where Twitter stood on Wrecking Crew. But yeah, yeah. so I, I am intrigued right now on, on, on Twitter. Uh, it would also be, you know, is Pinterest, would Pinterest be doing anything for us right now? I, I don't think so. Uh, no, no. You know, I don't, I don't see that. And the only, the only thing I, I would love to see is in, in one of these tools is the ability to search Pinterest influencers. Like they have to be out there, right? There's gotta be somebody with a huge board of, rock memorabilia or something right but there's just no way to find that i guess uh, without right. me going on I mean, or maybe there is i just haven't really really even thought about it or looked into it too much so well you know i gotta believe that absent directly finding them and interacting with them you know when it does come to the traditional side of the pr you know we're looking close to over 30 unique articles that have gone out so far with, with the pro with, between radio that's coming up this next week, probably another 20 spots by the time this whole campaign's done. You know, I think a fair amount of people at least have an opportunity to see this that are participating in those boards. I mean, somewhere there's gotta be some crossover with either Rolling Stone or, or um, Pitchfork, or, or one of these blogs, you know, smaller ones that have that have come up on this. Yeah, it, it's either it's either that, or or it's just the traditional rule that people have now seen cream five or six times. You know, whether you know yeah. in 
you know, what well, what day are we on here actually? What what day officially is this? I think we're day sixteen. So eighteen, eighteen actually, eighteen. Day eighteen. You know, so yep. you're looking at two and a half weeks of you know seeing you know cream popping up probably in a lot of places. I mean, if you're over fifty and a male, if you've logged into Facebook at all, I know you've gotten a post. I mean, we're we've got two ads running. I mean, if you look at the impre- again, we'll just go with impressions. I don't, but the impressions are through the roof. You know, um, I think the the amount of comments we're getting on the ads is very you know comments and shares are both quite high. Um, you know, e- even the dialogue too. What I what I what I've been enjoy enjoy seeing the people chiming in going. You know, I didn't even read Cream. I read uh, Crawdaddy. I read, um, you know, whatever. Uh, it, it still is sparking emotion, right? So it's getting people to chime in with, you know, with their with their thoughts. I, I love the one guy who was talking about the original Cream, which is what was it, Hullabaloo? I think is what yeah. some guy wrote in, and, and he had some copies of it. Um, I'd love to see like a photo of those, right? Uh, you know, or or have some backstory on that. I think he said it was at what that sixty-seven and sixty-eight before cream um, or whatever hullabaloo turned into cream. So again, you're getting people out of the woodwork chiming in. And, and again, these are off of Facebook ads, not a post on our page. So, um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of eyeballs starting to see this. And then I, I think it is intriguing. And I think something we could get into a little bit on this, this, this call is, did it take time for the Alice Cooper's Chad Smith of the world? These, these sort of retweets we're getting, Boosie Collins to just start to funnel through publicists, funnel through management people, you know, how many of these people, you know, are, are really personally checking their accounts, right? Like that's an uh, affirmative. Yes. And, you know, and that was, you know, I know from being parties to some of the behind the scenes discussion with some of these specifics. Yes. And that happened with the wrecking crew too. You know, we, we mm-hmm. the wrecking crew, was traditional media launch, if, if you recall, right? And we, you know, we went a lot longer with that campaign, you know, and that, that one was a 60-day campaign, let's not forget, um, mm-hmm. which I think, you know, hindsight was a mistake. But, um, you know, we, we had always planned for the um, the tweets to be that, you know, trough of despair strategy, you know, when we're in yeah. the middle of it and, you know, there isn't a lot of, large bullets to fire let's let's engage the public or let's engage the celebrities and you know they give some time to see it's for real you know mm-hmm. it's not just some you know zero percent funded project calling for their attention you know their participation in this is going to mean something to them and that that plays a role so that's um, why i don't think you can plan on them being the first wave of influencers ever in any project right. it's always going to be in the middle of the trough of despair yeah. Well, what's interesting about this project is we haven't really had a trough of despair. There hasn't been no. that, you know, the days where you get, you know, mostly canceled pledges or lower pledges or where you're, you know, you're, you basically have a flat curve. It's been a very, you know, it's, it's had a consistent upward trend. Yeah. And, and let's, you I know, uncommon. Yeah. And, you know, let's look at the data, you know, we have knock on wood, one canceled pledge total whole campaign, you know, that's, that's something. And, you know, the other thing, you know, I'm going to pull up the chart here is 
if you take a look at, you know, obviously our first, you know, five days were, were gangbusters, six days really. But this middle window here has been consistent $2,500 to $3,000 a day, a um, little bit less on Sunday, um, all throughout the middle of this campaign. And, that, and that's just our ground game. You know, Jeff was using the football analogy. That's us getting the three-yard runs every day with a little blog posting here, a Facebook ad here, a tweet there. That's been very consistent. And we haven't seen the normal days of zero pledges or, or you know, like – some campaigns experience days of negative pledges because people are canceling or lowering their amounts. That that hasn't affected us yet. So that's a really that's a new development for us. I don't think that's ever happened in any of our campaigns that they've gone this consistently. Yeah, that's 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 been my takeaway. Is uh, I think you know, give us another thirty days here. I I really want to stand back and look at um, you know there was a strategy, but but was our strategy really focused truly on this middle with getting the, the air coverage and the support, getting, you know, fr- frankly, a Slate digital coming out, right? A Slate, mag- or a Slate article coming out 10 days into a campaign, 12, you know, 20 days into a campaign. You know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so maybe starting to stand back and look at it and go, you know, we, we obviously did our homework to get those first five days, and we know the last five days are going to be there, but maybe what we're really saying here is, you know, we put most of our focus in the middle, and we and the best thing to do is to have the three thousands every day, three thousand every day, three thousand. You know, um, yeah. just to keep this kind of train rolling, and that and that 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 it's that feeling. Uh, even in, in in a lot of our calls, we keep using the word momentum because you can feel the momentum, right? You know, you can feel it. So, um, and I think I think a lot of that is you know you can look at the chart. A lot of that's directly attributable to I think the work you did, Jeff, where Prior to launch, you know, we had a very specific launch day press strategy, you know, and that mm-hmm. that was one of the first five days. But, you know, around day seven or eight, you took another swing, you know, as yeah. big of a swing as the prior to launch press. Um, some some reinforcement of people we already talked to, some in a second tier of, of what we focused on on, uh, on launch press. And that has given us this. You know, every day there's an article. Some some are big like Pitchfork and Slate. Some are, you know, smaller like TeamRock.com. But that's giving us this everyday impression, you know, seven days a week. And I think that's sure. that's a strategy I'd like to see us, you know, especially, you know, their documentary clients coming up and, and product clients really take a look at of combating trough and despair. You know, this yeah. has definitely helped. Mm-hmm. So what do we, what, you know, we, we have a relatively scientific chart that we can reference here that's giving us a projected range of days we can fund and a potential earning for the campaign. Do we want to talk about that a little bit? Where's that one coming from? Which, which one is that one? That, that, that's that kick track. Yeah, it's kick track. Mm-hmm. So, you know, by kick track, which, you know, I like what they do because they're, they're they're simply, you know, putting your goal line and they, they have an equation of how much you've raised versus how much time is left. And they're giving you a range of when you'll hit your goal, you know, and right now, you know, it's got us predicting we could hit our goal as early as Wednesday this week. 
and as late as Saturday uh, this week. So some, somewhere in that four-day window, you know, that's our high and low of hitting the 100,000 mark. And, you know, there's a fourth-tier strategy we have with, with uh, stretch goals that is going mm-hmm. to show us, you know, what the potential is. Because right now, you know, it's projecting that this campaign – can you know raise as little as 125,000, which is you know 25% above our goal. That's awesome, and as much as 192,000 based on today's results. And you know, what do you think will get us somewhere in between that number or, or closer to the, the 190,000 mark? I I'll tell you personally, I I ignore kick track. I ignore the you know there used to be kick spy that was doing the same thing. And I think I've said this before, they um, they don't have the – I mean, as you get further and further into the campaign, they get more and more accurate because they've got – you know, because there's less time left. You know, you've got a, you know, you've got the number you've reached, and, you know, you've got a handful of days left, and, you know, there's less variability, and there's less – you know, that can happen. But really, um, you know, in the – they just don't have the right data to make – uh, to make projections because the the way these things succeed is on the basis of what's going on external to the Kickstarter and all the social media activity that's going on and all the press activity and all the if we if we pulled the plug on all of our our press activity over the course of the next uh, twelve days what what would happen to the campaign would it come even close to what uh, to what this you know chart is is predicting, I think. I think the answer is that it would it would stall out. Well, certainly, and but but you know, I think these I think these projections are based upon if we are staying with the strategy that's giving us the results we're getting now, as long as nothing changes, and as long as you know, I, I got to believe they understand that the last five days can be as big or if not bigger of a funder spike than your first five days. You know, assuming we just don't give up and, you know, ignore this for the next 12 days, this is a reasonable projection of what I think the campaign can do. I think it I think it agrees with our gut, you know, um, but I I think there's no way they can know that there's not okay. the way that they they calculate it. They the way they calculate it is they they look at similar campaigns for similar types of things that ran for this, you know, for a similar amount of time and that had a similar goal and, you know, fell into a similar Kickstarter category. And then they, they try to match those curves up and, um, and that's what they, you know, it's like, the, it's like someone guessing your weight at Cedar point. I, um, I don't put much stock in it. I think it, I think it's, I think it fits with our gut. I think we know that we're going to go over a hundred grand on this thing. The question is, you know, and you know, Luke Crane, who's the head of games at Kickstarter in an interview recently talked about one of their, just very briefly about one of their internal metrics. And if you hit 30% of your, uh, your funding goal, your likelihood of funding is very, very, very high. And we hit that 30%, you know, very early on. And and so we're we're falling under, you know, real internal, you know, Kickstarter analytics about whether you're going to fund or not. So I think, you know, 
we can all be pretty confident we're going to hit a hundred grand. And then beyond that, who knows? I, I think, I think the biggest, you know, obstacle right now to have a, like an absolute monster campaign is the language in the stretch goals to encourage the 700 and how many backers do we have? Seven, over 700 and some odd backers to yeah. look at, you know, increasing their pledge, um, you know, uh, networks that still to this day we haven't reached out to, you know, radio DJs, all the DJs that are doing all these interviews, you know, that we've been, that, that have been lined up, you know, getting at that network, getting at networks, um, you know, I, I even wanted to get into the networks of the illustrators, you know, the Robert Crumbs of the world who created the boy, how you know, breaking down them on some bonus content and using those stretch goals to show the people that have backed this, how far you're really thinking about telling the story. So, so my thing is that, yes, we can look at a graph and I think I'll feel good. And I think everybody, I think I agree with what Paul's saying is, yeah, it, it, to me, when I look at it, I'm like, all right, well, that's where my gut is. But I want to go above my gut. I want to go into like the stratosphere. Like how yeah. can we get this thing up into you know, the Dweezil Zappa campaign, right? The, the Zappa campaign right now for his documentary. How do we get up on those apples, you know? Honestly, I think that the, um, and this happened, let's not forget, this happened with um, Wrecking Crew, is we haven't hit television yet. And I'm not talking like your local news. I'm talking MSNBC, CNN, Fox News. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we haven't been there. And, you know, we, we hit CNN with the Wrecking Crew. You know, there was, you know, there, no no accident, you know, Denny worked inside of Viacom and Cable Network, right? So, you know, there was definitely some inside baseball that got us there. But that's, frankly, just where you see a real audience. You know, you social media, print media, digital ads, radio, they're, they're dwarfed by TV. And that's, I think that is where stratosphere happens. You know, that is when, when you're listening to your local sports radio station, they're talking about your documentary organically, you didn't reach out to them. That's what happens. And and there, there's a very, very elite echelon of projects that have reached that level, you know? Well, you you know, it's funny you mentioned that though, but again, I, I would, I would wonder, I would love to listen without, again, we're not being scientific here at all. We're just kind of going by gut, but, how different is the cable news from 2012 to today? I don't have cable, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, so what I go back down to, I think to I think to get so well, maybe what we're discussing is how to get to stratosphere level, and I think that yeah. sort of goes back down to crystal clear language, um, and on top of you know doing the homework months ago of really getting that internal support going building that mailing list out to in the thousands, you know, um, really showing how big this project can be. And I think the other thing too is flipping the project into the fans, right? Like, yes, you, you know, you're, you're coming to Kickstarter with your idea, but at some point there has to be a way to give it to the fans that yeah. are supporting it and letting them start to kind of decide. Well, frankly, they decide how big the project can go, right? So you have to give them that yeah. actual option. And if you don't, the project's only, only going to go as big as you say it can go. And if you say, hey, I'm only going to do this, all right. You know, where I, where I start looking at this cream thing, and, I, you know, you start – when we start getting this many backers and this amount of money, you know, do you do a part two for Netflix? You know, do you do a part two where you focus on the 80s? Do you do part 
three where you focus on, you know, the, the, the trouble, the turmoil, the changing of the guard, all that stuff. Do you do, you know, uh, do you do a section five, you know, put some money aside, but where is it going? You know, where, where's cream in 2020, you know, do, do you think that subject matter plays a role in that? You know, at some point, you know, sort of like a product campaign, right? Like, at some point, how desirable, cool, and groundbreaking the product is, is the X factor. You know, mm-hmm. is that is that possible in in niche independent music documentary? You know, so here, are, are, here's what here's what I think that, and I think, um, you know, that the the case in point here was, you know, one of the backers commented today that they had tweeted to Corey Doctorow. And Corey re- retweeted it today. <clears throat> that um, the vast majority, ninety-nine percent of the um, social media activity associated with the comp- campaign is stuff that we've paid for, whether it's boosting on Facebook or stuff that we've specifically reached out to people and asked for. Will you retweet it, etc.? Or stuff that happens when Kickstarter asks, will you, re, you know, retweet or post to Facebook, you know, once you back the, the project. The actual stuff where your where your insiders, where the people who believe in the project, take the initiative to to write a blog post, to get out there and spread the word without being asked. The actual organic, man, the fans are running with this. The insiders care about this project, and they're doing things we couldn't even think about doing ourselves that we hadn't asked for and they're off and running. That's when a that's when a project goes big. That's when it goes into the stratosphere. When 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 you manage to to create that level of investment where people do things for you because they're excited about your project, they care about you as a creator and they're and they're gonna do things that you wouldn't even have thought of and they're gonna put effort into making your campaign succeed. What what and what's intriguing so so I'm, I'm right there with you on, on that, Paul. What's intriguing is that that's just starting to happen right now. And what I'm wondering is that if this is a wall, like we just kept chiseling away, chiseling away, and, and we're starting to see light through it, and now this activity is going to start to fluster, this, or you know, start to fill in these, this next 12 days, right, where people have seen it now for three days. It, you know, once that number gets up high enough, people are like, hey, uh, I'm going to go on the record now and tell my other friends to go get this. Like, you know, that that's that, – um, validation is starting to set in with, with a lot of people. You can see the goal line, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering well, if that's going to start happening. Let's not forget winner's effect too, right? That, that's part of what mm-hmm. fuels usually your last five days is, you know, once you're funded, there's the confidence that, okay, it's going to happen. You yeah. know, there, there's, know there's a, movie. yeah, I'm joining, I'm joining the team now. <laughs> Who they won, you know? Yeah, yeah it's, it, it, it is very similar to uh, what, what was that? What's that video called on YouTube with the dancing guy at the concert? Oh yeah, it's it's yeah, totally that joining vibe, a crowd, right? yeah, starting a crowd. The joining, yeah, the joining a crowd. I think it was a TEDx uh, yeah. video too. Yeah, right now everyone's the first dancer, right? Everyone's mm-hmm. the first guy getting up at the at the festival dancing around. Once we hit a hundred percent, you're going to see guy number two, guy number three. You know that that's going to start happening here. Yeah. So yeah, lots of good stuff here in this project, man. So, so much stuff to, to sit back in and uh, dissect afterwards. Uh, uh, I think these calls are going to keep getting more and more um, 
you know, uh, you know, could be could be a little inside baseball, but I think that's good because I think there's so much data to look at and to really look at also how much is being affected by how much we're spending on ads. You know, uh, I think right now there's been there's two Facebook ads from the for the entire campaign, and then there's been boost posts. There's been, uh, you know, having the PR firm help with, with some, some traditional media, you know, which it had a cost to it. So really when we stand back, I, I'm, I'm so excited to look at the cost of this and to see how that actually affected, as opposed to going into a strategy maybe for another campaign down the road where there isn't as much spending. And there's us just standing back and going, let's get to those influencers, you know, sooner than later, let's get them with a traditional strategy you know, or a strategy to help us. I'm just, I'm, I'm fascinated by this data that we're collecting right now. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, the last time we talked, there was still this element of emotional uncertainty, you know, it's doing well, but will it find, yeah. you know, we hadn't hit the drop of the spare yet. Oh, we know the bottom could fall out. Mm-hmm. I think now we're, you know, we're all looking at, you know, the data, because there's a little bit of confidence that at least it'll fund. So, you know, yeah. overall, you know, it, I think we all knew going into this, this would be a successful campaign. You know, I think 12 days will show, you know, compared to our other, you know, music documentary that has a lot of similar elements, you know, does it have the potential to earn over a quarter million dollars? You know, is it that, that level of campaign is, is it going to fall right in line with other documentaries that are of similar subject matter and audience? You know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Very good. Chime in when, uh, chime in a couple more days here and see where we are. Maybe we'll have our next call when we uh, hit a hundred percent. Yeah, I think so. You know, toast, toast the champagne bottles, crack that open and then get right back to work. Right. That'll be our next call. That's absolutely. And I'll get the yeah. champagne bottles ready. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, bye. Later.